Broads, this episode is brought to you by Girlfriend Collective. When it comes to activewear, there's a lot to choose from, and trust us, not all activewear is created equal. That's why we love Girlfriend Collective. It's the brand that really does it all. Girlfriend Collective makes cute bras, leggings, shorts, and tanks that are good for whatever your day holds, whether that's working out, running errands, or binging reality TV. Available in a range of sizes from extra extra small to 6XL, made using recycled material that would otherwise end up in a landfill and 100% squat proof. We love Girlfriend Collective and know you will too. For listeners of the show, Girlfriend Collective is offering $25 off your first purchase of $100 or more when you go to girlfriend.com slash chatty. That's $25 off $100 or more when you go to girlfriend.com slash chatty. That's girlfriend.com slash chatty. And welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Hello, broads. Hello. Hello, broad squad. All right. Broads, I'm going to say this just right <laughs> off the top. We just tried to record some ads and your girl, you know, there are certain days you just can't talk. I'm like stumbling over my words every two seconds. So I'm just preparing everyone that it, it, might, it might be rough for your girl this morning. Okay. I blame my haunted home and me not being able to sleep anymore and keeping <sighs> me up all night. I was just telling Becca that. I'm so scared of falling asleep now that like as soon as my eyes start to get heavy, I'm like doing everything I can to keep them so open. So sad. Do you have any new updates? Don't give them now. Not really. Okay. I mean, it's only been a couple Lie. days. Lie. Tease it for next Tuesday's episode. You won't believe what happened in my home. But Broads, if you haven't listened to our last episode, mm. I give an update of something horrifying that happened in my home. Um, and I'm truly traumatized. So check that out and savor in my You honestly horror. need to press charges against that ghost. I'm going to. <laughs> straight up. First. And I've been watching a lot of Harry Potter lately because of Ember. So now I'm worried that the Dementors are going to come and get me in my dreams. Scary. So that doesn't really help the situation. She's all into it. Okay, this is Tuesday chatter. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, (laughs) I was just about to ask a follow-up question. We'll save it for next week. (laughs) That's what's actually been so fun about doing the Tuesday episodes is I'm like, all right, I get to save all the chit chat and like. I feel like I talk it up. I feel like I also actually get to hear about what's going on in your life. Yeah. Because a lot of times, you know, we're just talking about what's going on in a bunch of other people's lives. God bless all of them. We get to gossip about ourselves. Yes. Okay. Before we dive into the recap, I do want to say this. I don't know if you've been noticing this floating around. What? Rumored that Blake Moynes might be the potential next bachelor. I think that's all rumor. I think so, too. It just doesn't it doesn't sit with my soul. How would you feel if he was the bachelor after Clayton? I don't care. I feel like everyone's trying to make Blake such like a thing, like a negative thing. I don't understand. He's not. I, I, I don't get it. Yeah. I thought he was lovely on Katie's season. Yeah. They fell in love. Things sometimes don't work. They both seem to be like kind with each other i see them liking each other's posts like yeah. it's it's just it didn't work and for some reason the people just have a problem i don't get it i don't get it either i feel like i'm like missing out on something i'm like did it am i just like not picking up on something but it's like he's i don't i don't i don't get it yeah i i wouldn't i 
think he would be a really fun. I think that would be a fun season. I think he'd be a great bachelor, personally. Yeah. Now, I the only thing I worry about is because for some reason people just like to hate on him. Yeah. That it would just just destroy him. I feel like a season of him as the bachelor, you know. I Remember mean, though, his mom said she's like he really doesn't care. That's true. We had Emily on the podcast a little while back, his mother, and she was just saying that like he's able to really let it roll. Yeah. Which blessings. So <laughs> I don't know. He might be like the perfect bachelor. In he that may sense. be. But also it's like I feel like the more you go on the show, the more likely you are to get that bad edit. True. And I don't want that for him. I do think, though, that he doesn't seem to be super present on his phone just in general. You know, That's he's true. like in fucking Africa. <laughs> he's in nature. Hanging with rhinos. Like, yeah. I don't think he's necessarily like searching for Wi-Fi. That's the other thing that like when people... Because <laughs> look, if, you know, if you're not on your phone, you don't see it. <laughs> We're renaming this podcast to Defend Blake Moines. <laughs> The okay, the defense of the the, the 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 lawyers of Blake Moines. Listen, I just I don't understand also then why people were always coming for him about like, oh, my gosh, clout. he's so clout. Like he went on on uh, Claire. They first of all, they count Claire and Tasha season as two separate Not, seasons, no. which is ridiculous. And then second. So they're like, oh, he was already on these two seasons. And then he went on Katie's. And it's like, I'm sorry, I feel like all you need to do is go on Blake's Instagram to see that the man doesn't post. Like, all he posts no. about are his animal organizations, and that's literally it. There are no yeah. ads happening. There's no, like, Q&As happening. There's nothing. And if they are happening, they're just goofy. Like, he, he's just no. not there for the attention. He's just not, guys. You're wrong. No, you're, you're wrong. You're just wrong. <laughs> you're just wrong. But yeah, I mean, like, I, I feel like he the hate can't really get to him if he's probably just... I, I feel like he has a good... Probably because he just doesn't care as much. He's probably just like, oh, man, people are being... Uh, people are just being rude. All right, yeah. I'm going to go out and play with my hawk. <laughs> he's like, oh, are you... Are you bored at home and you want to come and hate on me? Well, I'm going to go outside and I'm going to walk in nature for three hours and let it just all roll off. <laughs> I need to catch a little bit of that Blake energy. Get out of my, the pit of my of my haunted home couch. Any other good guesses, though? Or like who of who might want? be? Yeah. Oh, who I would want. Um, or guesses. I mean, my, my biggest guess would be uh, Michael. Michael A. Oh, because I know a lot of people wanted Michael. I think Michael would be a great bachelor. Um, that's the only other one that I can think of. Because, and again, unless they're choosing someone from this current season, which would shock me if they would choose two guys from uh, Michelle's season. And none from Katie's. Very odd. Let's just talk about like how the, we're not seeing any of Clayton. We are seeing of him. Is he just looks like a bozo? I know we're harping on this every week, but I'm so confused. Like I know. Listen, it was like after week one, and it's like, oh, we didn't see Clayton at barely at all. That's surprising. He's going to be the bachelor. But this is episode four. We're halfway through the season practically. It's very odd. And we haven't seen him at all, unless all of a sudden there's going to be one huge episode that is like. The Clayton show. Do you think maybe? Yeah, I don't even know. What the the one thing that I even heard him say this week was like, "Had a great day chilling with the bros," and I'm like, "This doesn't even make him look good." It, he was just, he's just there. There's nothing that's happening that's dynamic between him and and 
Michelle. It's not even like there are so many other guys in this in this cast that even that we haven't seen that we've seen the same amount of time as Clayton that capture the screen uh-huh. way more that you're like, oh, you know, we have a moment with even Leroy. We barely heard Leroy speak at all. And when he walks by with that beautiful smile and is just so joyful and so happy to be here, I'm like, I'm way more captivated by Leroy. And we've heard Clayton speak even more. I don't get it. I, I really, really don't. Unless Clayton is literally a guy who showed up and like came into like <laughs> came into the hotel and was like, I just want to let all you producers know that I will literally do anything you want me to anything you ask of me i shall deliver that's basically what colton did how he got himself the bachelor part exactly maybe clayton has made it very like very clear to producers that he's willing to do anything they ask that's what's so wild by the way to harken back to the colton stuff what's so crazy is that he said on paradise a la intel Mm -hmm. that i got he literally said to a producer, like, just tell me, like, what to do to become The Bachelor. But then <laughs> when he became The Bachelor, he tried to escape off the show and then talked mad shit on production on, like, NPR after that. I'm just like, you fool. It was very, it was a roller coaster, <laughs> that's for sure. Especially, yeah, like you said, going from being, like, I will do anything to be The Bachelor to, like, get me out of here. Is he still going to have that Netflix show? I have no idea. I haven't heard anything about that. I try to not <laughs> involve myself in that news. I try to stay away. <laughs> the current Bachelor season is enough on the news of that. <laughs> I've been- but yeah, Clayton. Jess and I were talking on the phone on the way here, and I was just saying, like, you know, who who knows? The season might do amazing because he is just, a, you know, typical white-ass Bachelor dude, and maybe they're going to have a bunch of hot 22-year-olds on it, and it's going to be crazy drama and... I mean, look, we've had Bland, Bachelors, Colton, Pete, all these dudes whose seasons went swimmingly. Yeah. I will say Pete was a different energy, though. He was than, a different... Than, like, the Coltons he and was, the Bens. True. true. He was... He had that... He had that party energy. He had that edge. That even though they kept it off the screen, we could feel it. Dude, I know people complained about Pete's season. We probably complained about it, but now... Oh, we thinking, definitely did, but... Now thinking back on it, I'm like, damn, that was a good-ass season. It was... <laughs> it was a wild season. And the character... Everyone on it, it was the wild. the shit that went down was... There was also so many, like, uh, there were so many layers of things yes. going on, too. Like, the whole Victoria, her ex showing up. That was that was wild. Like, the confrontations with Alea, there's the Victoria P piece. Like, I mean, there was a lot. Although there wasn't, like, a singular villain. But, yeah, oh, my gosh, his fights with Victoria F when she would just go bananas. Um, and then when the truth shark showed up in, in Victoria Fuller's hometown... Oh my god, yeah, and then when, yeah, then when he, with the whole Maddie stuff of, like, her leaving and how mad we were about all of that, oh, it was juicy. It was very juicy. I, I will say that's the season that kept me up at night, filled with anxiety, because <laughs> we would put an episode, we would record an episode oh, yeah. right after, and within hours, everything would change, because all of a sudden, new news was coming out every hour from contestants. So it's like we would record an episode and be like, well, these are our very strong opinions about this, and then cut to an hour later. And so then the next day when our episode came out, it was like everything was, it was old, old news and everything had changed. And I was like, can I take back what I said about a couple things? Hannah and, Hannah and, Hannah and Pete's season were kind of peak. And... <laughs> 
so happy because finally my golden child, Chris, <laughs> is making his entrance into the drama. Everything that we've been needing. I know people have been liking this season. I, 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 I haven't been... I haven't been very captivated, but now that there's about to be. Yeah, it's you know what it is, truly. And I, I, I do believe this deep in my soul. I think that and I know we said this last week, but I think that it's like Michelle is. Michelle really wants to find love mm. and she's just so transparent and drama free i mean the the woman is there for the right reasons yeah. right and then i think a lot of the guys like we were saying last week are so just low-key and seem like just nice guys that when there is drama that starts it ends when michelle's like it's over until now until now but yeah th- you're right like and and i know she was annoyed about them broing down but they are all broing down pretty hard and i think so. yeah and i think that they're just like they just seem like a group i mean i look at every single conver- confrontation we've had no one gets super heated True. everyone stays really level-headed well except for peter and uh will <laughs> That's very true. They're both gone now. (laughs) They're both gone. But in general, like, we haven't seen... I feel like by this point, we typically see divides in the house. Like, this team and this team. Yeah. And they both have problems with the other one. And there's confrontation. Everyone's just low-key and likes each other. And when there is a problem, they're kind of like, hey, man, what's that about? Well, maybe you should express your feelings more. Maybe you should be more transparent and honest. So it's like the season... I believe 1000% that Michelle will walk away with like a long-term partner and it will work. I don't know. I'm having my doubts as of this week. I, I, I thought that I felt the same yeah. way until maybe this week Okay, because she is starting to get in her own head. She's sleep deprived. I think a big portion of it is sleep deprivation. I really do. Sure. And she's getting exhausted and she is starting to second guess herself and everyone else to the max. Also, Becca, the broing down portion, that date, when I tell you, I was, the level of rage that I felt was supreme. If I would have been Michelle, I would have been so in my head. Oh, yeah. So angry, so insecure. And then on top of this, and she's talking about being a woman of color and having expressed this in her poem, like this is something that she's already communicated, right? And then the guys are doing this. Dude, when she was like- I couldn't believe it. When they were like showing the little scenes of the guys talking, they're like, no, I'll pull her in a second. Like, I'll just wait until like, you know, someone else pull. And then no one was talking to her. That was wild. If I would have been, if I would have been Michelle, when she went and sat- Be like, you're all- <laughs> like i'm doing a group a massive group cut right now fuck all of you straight up like i would have been so angry and i would have ran into a room like into a bathroom and been sobbing i definitely would have turned it into a massive toxic femininity moment where i would have in every one-on-one conversation with everyone would be like i don't know but are you really even that into me oh (laughs) (laughs) when she was vulnerable and opened up to the the one group of yeah. the guys after yeah. and they were like they were like well you know minus olu all the guys were like well sorry you know 
oh, I'll work on it and da 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 da. I would have, I would have been like, oh, you're gonna work hmm. on it, really? Hmm. Sounds like a little too, uh, too little, too late, honey. Hmm. Interesting. Noted. Noted. There's no way I would have been like, okay, thank you for like, absolutely fucking kiss God. my feet right now. They're like, what? Kiss my feet. Take off my shoe right now and kiss my toe. What are you gonna do about it? Yeah. So you're sorry. What are you gonna do about it? Show me now. I probably would have legitimately like someone would be like, can I steal you? You'd be like, yeah. After you get me a glass of champagne. <laughs> Here you go. Like, I'm going to make you <laughs> I'm pay. Going to punish you. I will punish you. And when I say I'm gonna punish you, I'm gonna punish you for the rest of the season. I'm going to get engaged to you and I'm going to continue to punish you and then we're going to get married and the punishment will continue and it will continue to your grave. The, the, <laughs> the, the fantasy suits, they're like, would you, will you take this, uh, will you go into this room overnight? And you're like, I don't know. Will we? Hmm. I don't know. I just don't know if we're there or like, or am I going to get attention? Am I going to, is it even worth it? Am I going to get any attention there? Should I make like sure? Like a should I, should I make sure and ask the producers that there's no like television or video games in there? Because obviously you're going to be doing that, not Sh- paying attention. Should we bring to me? some of the boys in to do a little pillow fight, a little slumber mm. party, hang mm. out there? Since that seems to be your priority. Are you going to be okay with it just being me and you in the fantasy suite? Would you like me to invite one of your friends over so that you guys can just hang out and drink beers and talk? Maybe bring we'll bring some of the uh, some of the the teddy bears. How about some of the uh, the pedicure situation? What, what what about some of that cotton candy? I'll in fact I'll just get another suite next to you. <laughs> Don't do that, ladies. <laughs> you know you want to resist that urge. That is that is not that's toxic behavior. We all we know because we do it. Follow Michelle, <laughs> okay. Follow Michelle's lead. <laughs> Michelle <laughs> is the god in this situation. Okay, <laughs> don't listen to our blabbering. Don't do that. <laughs> don't 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 do what we say. Um, I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't. It was, I was just so angry. Now, that wasn't the first group date, was it? Well, the first thing that happened was uh, Martin's date. Martin's date. Okay. Oh, this will be fun. There's some fun things like to chat over. Yes, there uh, are this some episode. fun things. There are some fun things. Before we dive into Martin's date, you want to take a, yeah, a quick little it. pause? <laughs> because I had, some, I had some thoughts about Martin's date, especially after, um, number one, us starting to like him last week. And yeah. then number two, seeing the internet's reaction to um, Martin's date. Oh, I didn't see the internet's reaction, so you're going to have to tell me. Okay, all this we'll in do, a moment. We'll do. But first, Broads, I'd like to talk to you about this. I like to be cozy from my head all the way down to my toes, actually, especially my toes. And what is cozier than soft, plush, merino wool? Oh, I love merino wool. It's amazing. And I'm going to tell you this. Nothing's more comfy, okay? That's why... I'll let you know that I sprinted to Rothy's website as soon as they launched their exclusive merino wool collection for the third year in a row. I couldn't hit add to cart fast enough. Dude, merino wool actually has like so many amazing benefits. Like, but merino wool, Google it. it has, it's really an amazing uh, material. Okay, even though this collection is merino wool, they're still Rothy's at the core. That means just like the rest of Rothy's amazing shoes, they're 100% machine washable. So anytime your Rothy's look a little loved, just toss them in the wash. They'll come out looking as good as new again. Jess and I both have the merino wool slipper, which are the perfect shoe for around the house. I think I might get Gray a pair too for Christmas. He needs a new Ooh, pair of slippers. That's a great it's idea. a good Christmas gift. Well, I'm gonna write that down for Evan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we can't forget all the amazing pairs of shoes we have from Rothy's, like the best-selling point in black, which I find myself wearing constantly, or the new menswear line, which I've like I was saying, already been thinking about ordering to gift mm-hmm. some family and friends with uh this holiday season. And I will tell you what, Rothy's are the most 
comfortable shoes I own, I swear, okay? There's legitimately zero break-in period. From the moment I put them on, it feels like they're just, they're made for me. And I get so many compliments on them too, which is so nice. Comfy and chic, we love it. Um, They're definitely one of my most loved closet staples by a mile. To help you welcome the fall season in style, Rothy's is doing something special. Right now, they give us the chance to share this very rare opportunity, actually, mm-hmm. with our listeners for a limited time, because right now you can get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash chatty. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash chatty. Head to rothys.com slash chatty to find your new favorites today. Broads, if you own or work for any sort of retail business, um, then I don't need to tell you that you're headed into your busiest time of the year right now. Millions of packages get sent out in the next two months, but guess what? You don't have to handle the rush alone. In fact, this year could be your easiest year yet, thanks to the help of Stamps.com. From start to finish, Stamps.com makes the shipping process easier every step of the way. So for starters, you can use Stamps.com to compare prices and delivery dates across major carriers. Plus, you can score huge discounts that you could never get at the post office like up to 40% off USPS and 76% off UPS. Those are, that really comes in handy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and stamps.com even integrates all major sales platforms like Amazon, Etsy, and Shopify. Once you've picked your carrier, print out your shipping label and schedule your pickup right from your home computer. Seriously, you'll never have to go to the post office ever again. And with stamps.com's built-in tracking tools and delivery notifications, your customers will automatically be kept in the know, which means your customers will stay happy and you'll have one less thing to do uh, during this crazy season. And by the way, stamps.com for small business owners is I can't think of a higher recommendation. Mm. Like you're starting a small business, you have one, you have to get stamps.com. Deliver more smiles this holiday and start shipping and saving with stamps.com today. There's no risk. And with our promo code chatty, you can get a special offer that includes a four week trial plus free shipping credits and a digital scale. No long term commitments or contracts. You're going to be up and running in minutes. Just go to stamps.com, click on the mic at the top of the homepage, type in chatty. That's stamps.com, promo code chatty, stamps.com. Easy e commerce shipping for less, a lot less. Okay, so Martin State. Okay, so I mean, you know, they did the race car thing, whatever. Which- Seems like Michelle's a good driver. <laughs> a good driver bro i can really parallel park no. i was watching her when she pulled up and i was like cool so you climb you're basically a professional basketball player you can teach and you also drive like that yeah. i don't understand i clearly am not a woman of many gifts i'm like i can do one or two <sighs> things for you now did you watch you. the end uh credits when the guy, okay, so the guy who spoke to them for a few seconds. Oh, I did. Like, he took them on the ride. Dude, that guy was wild. <laughs> he was like, welcome. No, he was a crazy man. He's, he's like, like, welcome and to you BMW. Saw his eyes. <laughs> he's like, ha! As he's going around the corner. Dude, when she in that car and they're in the back. And you, you'd think that you'd be more frightened I would be driving the car myself. And they were crushing that part. Getting in the back of this man's car who, like, runs whatever BMW promo, he had hellfire blazing yes, in his eyes. Yes, dude. He's like, we're going to see the other side. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, my Straight God. Straight the side. He was literally like, nah. His eyes were like, yes. I was like, are any of the producers <laughs> catching on to the level of, of intensity that What's this man is exuding? What's the liability waiver like here? I mean, God. What, what did they sign? Who is this man? How do you know? him who was the recommendation <laughs> because this feels unsafe Dude, that shit always makes me so happy though because i'm like look at that guy living his dream job he you know you're right 
that's the positive side of it is that this man wakes up every day. He opens his eyes and he's like, BMW. (laughs) (laughs) He loves what he does. You know, he goes to every single bar, talks with every single friend and everything is like, you know what I got to tell you? Our BMW, you know who I work for? Luxury. Pure luxury. (laughs) Our latest car. Oh, my God. Life-changing, world-changing, really. Zero to 60 in, in less than 10 seconds. You know, the, the last model that was able to, to get to that speed was, you know... Uh, do, do you know how fast that truly is? You, you know how fast a cheetah runs? Let me talk to you about something. <laughs> the pricing of these, I mean, we're talking $45,000 for a luxury vehicle. I mean, yeah, it might seem like a lot, but this is an investment, especially <laughs> right now, you know, like leasing cars, it's like it's going up. Like, oh my God, the, the market is wild. Like, let me hook you. I mean, this man is, he lives for it. But it does make me so happy. I'm like, think about four-year-old him playing with uh, little race cars. Oh, yeah. No, And then one day his 55-year-old ass is going to be like, ha! going 120 miles (laughs) on a track you know what he's more excited about he's not hyped that he's on abc the bachelor he's excited to show other people how amazing the fear of god God, and show other people how incredible a bmw is he's like i cannot believe that i have this opportunity to really show the nation this knowledge and, and 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 maybe i can influence one more person one more person to buy a bmw Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Congrats <laughs> to him living his dream life. Um, On the other hand, there was Martin. Okay, so what was the... So obviously what we're going to talk about is his uh, his opinion on Jamie and the evening portion of the date and all that. What was the internet reception? I mean, the internet was like hating on him pretty hard about supporting Jamie and and all that. I'm, you and, know what I'm here for, <laughs> baby. Know, know. I'm here to disagree. <laughs> Look, yeah. We watched it, and I really felt like 100% get where Michelle's coming from. 1,000%. Get why she would be tweaked about that, all that. I also completely get what he was saying. I think what he was saying had nothing to do with her decision. When I listened to it, what I heard was like, man, some of the guys were really making him out to be like Satan himself, Mm -hmm. and like... Essentially, what he was saying was like, I spent time with him and he's like, he was a nice enough guy. Yes. Yes. That's what I saw it as. Not as like you made a wrong decision or like he was actually a nice guy. And like, why did you why did you handle it that way? I think it was more like, well, just so you know, the way he was hanging out of the house, he wasn't he wasn't didn't treat anyone badly. Yeah, I I I agree with you. I was very confused by the internet's anger. I like like you were saying they com- just love Michelle, which I get. Which I get. And I completely I completely get it from Michelle's side because yeah. it's like, hey, I just went through last week and I had to deal with him who was lying to my face, who made me have a full spiral situation yeah. that was completely unfounded. Yeah. yeah. And I'm recovering from having to deal with this guy. Right. And I understand how it could feel like Martin was like mansplaining the situation like actually yes. he was a good yes. guy it was not that big of a deal I, I I really don't think that's what Martin was trying to say I when I I will say when he was having the conversation with Michelle later in the evening when I know <laughs> when my skeptical ass doesn't normally believe people and I go oh you're trying to cover up I feel like he genuinely was like you know what I'm sorry yes! I have a tendency if it came off that way I I am so sorry and I I felt like it was a genuine apology okay. and and him yeah. and him you know yeah i want to say more on that in a minute but oh man her watching her face when he was saying the shit about jamie i was like oh fuck she's shutting down hard right now totally which 
I get. Yeah. If I'm wanting to date somebody, I'm like, I don't need this right now. And I don't want this right now. I, I want someone care about your opinion on my decision with Jeremy. Exactly. I want someone who's going to support me and my decisions and respect my decisions. But on the flip side, to play devil's advocate a little bit, what might have been more of a red flag to me is knowing that Martin and Jamie were friends in the house. If Martin would have just immediately Started thrown him shit. under the bus. I agree. Because then it's like, no, you're not owning up to the fact that you did have a friendship with him. And now you're just trying to get ahead and be like, oh, yeah, screw that guy. He was the worst. I agree. I also saw it as Martin feeling comfortable enough with her to have. I don't know. I just think of the conversations that like you and Evan have or Gray and I have where yeah. we're being like honest even the other person might get annoyed about it it's sort of like mm -hmm. well i don't know i thought that he was kind of a nice guy yeah and you're kind of like oh well i thought he was a piece of shit but it's but it's trusting that you don't have to like you said agree with uh, the other person's opinion 100 percent of the way you could support them but totally. you can also be like i i, I also i'd want to get i want to let you know that i also kind of saw this side of him just totally so you know. totally and so i thought that would actually kind of showed that martin like trusted her and felt comfortable enough with her to, like you said, be honest instead of being like, oh yeah, piece of shit. All these dudes are piece of shit. I was expecting that he was going to pull and I was going to be very upset about it, pull a full throwing mark or throwing Jamie under the bus and be like, hold on a second. You were having conversations with Jamie. You were friends with Jamie in the house. And that's what I was expecting. So maybe I was less irritated than I thought I was going to be because I was expecting that to happen and it and it didn't well and look i think i stand by my guns on what i was saying about jamie just being a bit of a misogynist from what it seems and i'm sure that he is nice enough with the dude with the dudes probably was fine with the male portion of the house um but also um there was uh what was i gonna say oh my other thought, too, is at the end of the day, Martin has maybe spent like two hours with Michelle and has spent like two weeks straight with the guy with Jamie. So, yeah, there's going to be a little more of like a, well, I I do know Jamie better. So in a conversation, someone who's a friend is going to be like, well, you know, I, I did get to know him and and. You know, what he did was shitty, but he, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I remember just... having those conversations on The Bachelor. Yeah. I remember having uh, Ari ask questions of like, well, what is this girl like in the house? Yeah. Or like, what did you think of this? And, you know, you're honest, but granted she didn't ask him, but, <laughs> but. Um, That's the thing too. Although I think the context of the conversation was. She was saying last week was tough because of having to deal with the Jamie situation. Yeah. And what yeah. Martin should have done is not say yeah. anything. The context and why I think I, I was sort of okay with what Martin said is because he said it in the context of some of the guys. He didn't say anything pertaining to her. It was like some of the guys made him out to be a real evil dude. Yes. That's yes. to me what what I was where I was like, oh, I get what he's saying yeah. here. He's like some of the other dudes were really making him out to be a villain. Right. And like, like maybe and what he did was shit. Yeah. But he like at the core maybe isn't. Isn't an evil a dude. Terrible guy. I don't know. Yeah. So but I will say this. The one part of me that I went my, my head me. was scratching is I was then all of a sudden having these and I would have to go back to watch it. But all of a sudden I was thinking. Martin. 
and Jamie were having conversations. Martin was one of the ones standing there when Jamie was talking about the whole Michelle situation. Mm. So Martin knows that Jamie was the one who told Michelle. Uh, So when all the guys are sitting there going, who said something, he knew. Yeah. Now, is it his place to go and tell everybody? No. I just felt like I was in some of those positions with Crystal where I saw, like I was sort of friends with Crystal like before everything hit the fan like four weeks in. But I remember like seeing her kind of do stuff like that and being like, oh, fuck, dude, why are you doing that? You know, yeah. but like you said, it's not your place to go tell anyone. And it's yeah. kind of like uh, this person's getting really insecure right now. And like, yeah. interesting. I don't know. That's sort of my perspective on it. But I agree with you in the evening portion of the date. I thought that was a great, straightforward, not over the top apology mm-hmm. being direct to the point. And I, and I also thought he had a good balance of like, explaining himself without giving an excuse it's hard for people to do that it is tough to do that you have to you have to be humble to be able to be like he because he didn't at least we didn't see him then go well here's the thing though with jamie and i there wasn't an excuse it was like hey i struggle with this and if i came off like i was being demeaning in any way i apologize that wasn't my attention but i apologize like that's i'm very sorry and and these are the reasons why I'm kind of that yes. way. And that's why it's a struggle for me. And I'm and trying I'm to, to work, on, work on them. Yeah. I thought that was awesome because yeah. he was sharing more about himself in a way that felt like authentic to mm-hmm. the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, giving an explanation rather than an excuse of like, this is, is one of my, one of the, one of my problem areas that I need to work on. And this is kind of the root of it. And yeah. so I really like that. And I love what she said about him at the end. Yes. Which I think is a really great. um, It's something I really love about Gray. And I think it's something that's really valuable in a partner where she was like, you like get feedback basically. And you can make Mm -hmm. a change right away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And. Oh, yeah. Really? That's. That's it's a huge. good thing for a lifelong partner. Big in a relationship. I also love that she said that. Mm hmm. Like that she didn't just think it and that she yeah, said that. She like, validated him. She in was the very like she was man, I have so much admiration for her in the way that she is brave enough to bring up tough conversations. Cause I would be I'm like, you know, that people pleasing tendencies that I would just be like, I'm just gonna just pretend that it doesn't exist and try to figure it out in my own head. She actually gives people way more chances because she allows them to be like she she goes, hey, I had a problem with this. So can we talk about it instead of just making assumptions or like negating people when she has an issue? Mm -hmm. I know I can tend to do that. I go, oh, this person, I didn't like how they did that. I move on instead of giving the person, even if you're not going to continue a relationship, giving the person the opportunity to be like. I'm going to let you know how I felt about this and ha- what my experience was yeah. and tell you and then we can have a conversation about it. Yeah, that's real. It's and, and then and then affirming afterwards that like, hey, you know, th- th- like this is something that I admire about you. Definitely. I thought it was a, I mean, I thought it was a great conversation. Yeah. Do I think he's a little too low key for her? Yes. Yeah, I don't think the vibes right between them. No, I don't see it going much farther. I think that they probably have like a decent time together and they probably find each other attractive and it's, you know, 
his Instagram like? Have you gone on his Instagram? I have not. I'm curious now. But I don't know. I just see her, and maybe I'm going to be really off on this, but I, I just see her working better with someone who's a little more bubbly. Okay. Interesting. He is really cute. Yeah, he is. And his, like, his just, I mean, he's got a cute style and everything. Yeah, he's very into working out, obviously. Very into sure, working out. Sure. <laughs> my, my God, the man is, if you go on his Instagram, the man is cut. My God, it's like a 75 pack. That's a lot. It's <laughs> very defined. It's a lot. Very chiseled. That is, um, yeah, a lot well, of he's from Miami. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, mm-hmm. you know. But, yeah, I don't see it going mar- much farther. I see her maybe keeping him around because she's comfortable with him for a while, but not like there's tons of sparks flying by any means. Yep, yep. So, oh, other than that on their date, minus, how did you feel about that um, tin can of a hot tub that they were in in the middle of the racetrack? Would you have enjoyed that? I love a hot tub anywhere. But there's no way it was hot. It had to have been tepid. There's no jets in that thing. It was like a barrel. And there was nothing underneath it either. There was not like a fire underneath keeping it warm. It was just like a lukewarm pool. Oh, that's weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's weird. I remember when Matt's season, they were in like a barrel type thing, but there was like fire right, underneath right, right. it to keep it, which is very like, like a romantic. Yeah, 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 wood wood burning. That was straight up a piece that they found in the BMW, like the back. When did they film this? Mm. Maybe they filmed it during the heat wave and it was actually like 95 degrees. Yeah, they're just like... I don't know what's no, better or worse. She made some comment on Rick's date where she's like, I know it's been so hot. I haven't been seeing people dripping sweat though. This was, has not I been... either. I was just trying to remember that. Yeah, no, I have not been noticing people looking sweaty at all when they're outside compared to... <laughs> well yeah because they weren't in 120 degree heat dude when it was so hot during claritation season that the camera you could see like the steam like or just like that that like yeah the 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 vibrations like coming off of the ground just like the air was just thick like when someone's been wandering in the desert for yes. days and yes. it's a mirage and all that well, whose idea was it to film that shit in june in the desert i sure don't know oh i remember seeing something about like how i think they could get away with more covid protocol wise there they probably could more up north in California That's what I too. Because I, when I remember seeing an interview and someone was talking about that, and I was like, as a regular Palm Springs <laughs> attendee, I know that they've been very throughout the COVID. They were very strict and very on top of everything. So I was very confused. Yeah, I'm like, why didn't you guys go to like Monterey or like you know somewhere up there? Was well, it a little bit of chill in the air? I sure don't know. Right, and that's so romantic too. I agree. Maybe there's not a lot of big resorts though, because also that resort is huge, yeah. right? Well, they did it then with Matthews and with Nima Colon. It's true, Nima Colon. And I love that wintry vibe. Yeah, I so do too. Into that, I do too. It's kind of sexy. It's super sexy. Everyone's nips are hard. <laughs> everyone's just like in there, like everyone's verging on hypothermia. Yes, everyone's just so cold, and everyone's <laughs> just. My, my teeth are chattering. I'm so freezing. And everyone's just in their faux fur. Ooh, 
it's such a better vibe than having your dress sticking to you, clinging to you for dear life as the sweat is just pouring down your back and your makeup is running everywhere. Ugh. I just... And everybody in suits and then all the guys At least suits. they're traveling even if they're going to Minnesota now. I'm like, I know. thank God. I'm looking forward to, I, I will tell you when all of a sudden that scene came on the preview for next week and we saw them in an airplane, I was like, oh, woo! <laughs> oh, baby! Shit's getting crazy. We're in an airplane now, bitch. <laughs> you think they'll go to hometowns at other people's? I think maybe. I pray. Yeah. It's such a different dynamic. When you bring a family and you put them in a hotel room. In a hotel room, then the lead is in the power position because they've gotten used to the hotel room. This is their space, okay? You got to have people sweating it out in the family's homes where they feel like this is this is our domain. At the very least, if Joe's top four, maybe we'll get to go to Joe's home if they stay in Minnesota. That's true. So that's kind of a fun thing. That's true. I'm t- telling you, he's going to have the leg up being in the hometown because they just got so much to chatter about. Mutual mm-hmm. friends, mutual hangouts. When they're when they're cruising into the hotel, someone, you know, he was Mr. Minnesota basketball. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, he's probably like a little bit of a, like a recognizable face. He's a celebrity. He's a celebrity. You know, he's going to be rolling <laughs> into the hotel and people are going to be like, oh, and all the guys are going to get super insecure. Fun. I like that. <laughs> um, okay, so that was their date. Mm-hmm. Then we had the awful sleepover group date. Or no, was that not until after Rick's? No, the group date was in between. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, first of all, I want to say this, though. What, did the date turn out terribly? Yes. Did I like the idea? Yes. Yeah, it was cute. I thought it was a fun Creative. group date. Creative. I love how they gave them all different PJs. And they still had violence without it being... Too much violence. Yes, yes. It was like we have our celebrity appearance with the Bella twins. And then we have this whole fun sleepover. I love the idea of everybody being in their PJs and being cozy. Um, and I love that they gave them all different pajamas. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a fun touch. Um, feeding into Chris's probably view of himself that he is the new Tom Cruise. You know that Chris S. fancies himself Tom Cruise. Dude, he is so 90s. So 90s. Like the, his haircut, dude. The way yeah. he styles it or lack thereof styling is just so... His face yes. harkens back to like... But but the thing is, is, he's the bad guy in the Tom Cruise movie. Oh, he's he's every character in the evil in a stockbroker. Movie, yes, always. He's either, he's either the evil stockbroker or when he's playing a younger Chris. He's or the, he's playing the boyfriend yep. of the girl who really should be with the other guy. Yep, the bully he's boyfriend. Like, babe, babe. Yeah, exactly. Get in the get in the car, babe. <laughs> babe, fuck. We're going to we're going to Spencer's party, babe. Come on. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You can fit in the back. Yeah, there's the the kegs back there, but we can make room. Like in Hot Rod, you know, where he's like yes. where they they got to a nice dinner and he's like, Sully! <laughs> Sully, oh my god, babe, I cannot fucking believe Sully's here, you know? And she's always left alone. He's always ditching her for a friend, always. And she's always just, like, all dressed up by herself at the party, having to, like, wander around or, like, you know, by the pier, like, alone. And then, like, the guy who's working at, like, the fishing yeah, I was gonna say, honestly, he seems like a, a, a high school, a character in a high school yes. movie from the 90s, right? I remember everybody talking about how they thought Greg was like very 90s um, character from a movie. And I, yes. I'm like, I feel like Chris S surpasses that by a mile. Oh, like, yeah. He you is see so him much with his little sunglasses in the convertible car pulling into the school parking lot being like, <laughs> Christy! Yeah. 
<laughs> when he put on that button-down Tom Cruise shirt, it all fit together. It was like, oh, my God. Like, I mean, this is... There is no difference between him and all of those. The villains, every single villain from every single one of your favorite 90s movies. I'm really obsessed with him so far. I really <laughs> like the villain energy he's bringing. He's got a good villain energy. He really does. I mean, when he at the... I'm skipping ahead, but when he in the end was laughing in the interview and being like, they hate me. They hate me. And oh, I yeah. was just like... Yes. It's you know what it is. We're finally getting the inner or the the villain this season who's liking being the villain. Yes. Because the other it was like with Jamie, with Peter, with all those guys, it was like they were they were like I'm not the villain. They're the villain. Or in I'm Katie's not, season, who who were the people in Katie's season? Thomas. Uh, yeah, no. And Thomas nah. was like I'm not. I am not the villain. Chris. Chris Willie is like Lee. I live to be this role. I live to be they the villain. They hate me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, <laughs> that's what I like to see, baby. Mm -hmm. That's what I like. That's what we need. Um, <sighs> he was the, I will, later on he does say, I, I made an effort to spend time with you, Michelle. He was the one person we saw actually spending time with her during the Twister part. <laughs> Like, well, the man is not lying. <laughs> there are some truths in what he is saying. Technically, technically, stay tuned for my other opinions of him. Um, but I mean, like, yeah, like we said they at the beginning, I was her. just like, dude, this is so this is so. And then when Tasha and Caitlin show up and Michelle and then I wanted to cry when she's in between them trying not to cry. And she says that she's like, I don't want to bring that energy into the room, da, da 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 And she's just trying to, like, push it down. I was like, girl, just put an end to this fucking date. <laughs> just take one of those teddy bears and just rip it in half and be like, goodbye. Like, mm -hmm. just end it. Mm -hmm. End it. <laughs> they don't deserve you. No, that they have a great time smacking each other around with the uh, teddy bears. And all I was thinking about, too, is, yes, it was less of a technically violent date, but those plastic eyes on some of those true. teddy bears, yikes. True, true. <laughs> yikes. That hits like a, a bone somewhere. I mean, somewhere as and... a parent, we have all been hit by a, by a flying stuffed animal, and those and plastic like, eyes can be like, damn. Yeah, I was expecting that. Those things will knock a tooth out. Straight up. Straight up. Well, for the evening date, let's talk about that now. Yes, let's talk about the evening portion. Um, oh, she does have a conversation with Caitlin. Yes. Which, um, that's then when Michelle uh, starts to discuss and alludes back to her poem um, about being the only person of color in her class mm -hmm. and how she felt like, or she was overlooked and how she didn't feel like she was seen. And she said, and this was like, dude, it's like when she was saying, this was the one situation that I thought that I would be in, that that wouldn't be an issue. That I wouldn't be overlooked. And that's when I packed my backpack, <laughs> went back in time, and found those men. <laughs> and killed them. <laughs> and told them a thing or two. Mm. Okay. But that was so cool that she was then able to vocalize those exact feelings to them. Like, like you said, really brave to be able to express the exact, that exact stuff that she said to Caitlin in private and more to all of them. Also, are we going to talk about Olu being the sweetest, most cutest, compassionate him when he, she walked out and he just had tears streaming down his face. I was like, 
Oh, no. I... My heart. And that was... that's Okay, that says a lot to me when some... And I've seen some dudes putting it on before with the little tears when someone's speaking. But when she was talking and then you saw him that he was so listening and absorbing and feeling everything that she was communicating, it was just so moving to see because he was like totally seeing her and being like so compassionate in that moment. I mean, he was just... Because when when she came in and, like I was saying, you could just see she was very nervous and then so willing to be so brave and vulnerable and have this conversation. Yeah. I was at first like, she took a, a long pause for a second and none of the guys said anything. And I, an, initially I was like, dude, why, someone, someone say something. Yeah. Like, even though at the same time it's eh. like, okay, this is yeah. her, like she's expressing this. But the fact then that he had that conversation with the guys too. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't just with him and Michelle. Mm -hmm. That he immediately is like expressing to the guys that like, dude, we fucked up. And then when he's having the conversation with her later, when he talks about his four sisters and how he's had to remind them how beautiful they are. And how there's someone out there for them. And- yes. Yes. And he just like created this massively safe space. Mm-hmm. And like so heard her and so saw her. And I mean, he was able to demonstrate that he truly had like understanding. Yes. You know, because he was like, I have first person experience like... Yeah. I know, like, yeah, he just knew exactly what she was talking mm-hmm, about, mm-hmm. which obviously not everyone. And then clearly that could. then, because he's had that experience, like what she said, then I think w- with his apology, like hit so much harder because he was like, I, I, I've seen my sisters walk through this. Yeah. And I loved too that he, I, what I noticed was that he did not, after they were having like wrapping their conversation, that he didn't try to make it like romantic and go in for a kiss that he just held her mm-hmm. and just let it be a safe space. Yep. Yep. He is. He's such a sweet King. Fantastic. Yeah. And I later in the episode when he had that conversation with Chris, I was just even more obsessed with him. Oh yeah. I was like, I am the fact that we have <laughs> ourselves a handsome man who will hear what Michelle is saying and let her be seen and be willing to have these conversations and express his emotion and then later tell Chris how it is just while he's just leaning back with his rose. I I mean, I'm obsessed. Absolutely obsessed. Now, what were your thoughts on the way that Nate handled it? Oh, I was literally going to bring that up next. I was sort of like, I didn't like the way, I mean, Joe even was really cute with like the little stuff he did for her, but both of them were kind of like, I don't know, I've sort of felt the same way about both of them where they were like, nah, girl, I really like you. Yeah. It was kind of like, okay. 
I felt like Joe, like you said, he he did. He, he had a little. He something. knew what she. He was like, oh, I, you had said snacks is like the way to your heart, so I'm true, doing true. that for That's you. That's actually you have a good point. And he demonstrated he, that he had been listening, and he wasn't technically on that group portion of the date, true. so he hadn't heard oh, that conversation. True. true. Okay, you're right. I was thinking that Joe was there. All right, all right. I take it back. But I felt yeah. that way with Nate, where it was like I understand then listening, but it was very much like. No, I, I, I'm super into you. I mean, what can you do though? At I the guess. same, at the same time, it's like, I'm like, what would you do? Yeah, I don't know. My, well, first of all, with that specific conversation, yeah. it would be like, as, as a white woman, like I, I have not had that experience, and I've just experienced like mass privilege. So, like, I would, I would probably say, like, if. I'd probably want to have more of a conversation. What if you were Nate? I just, you know what it was? What with Nate is that it just seemed top, more top, top level to me. I was surprised with him. I thought it was going to be have a different energy and it felt a little more like surface level where he was kind of like, no, don't worry about it. I'm sorry you felt that way and like, don't worry about it. And I noticed what's interesting about him is that in his ITMs, he's way more communicative. Mm, interesting. And in his ITMs, I forget, I didn't write it down what he said, but I loved what he was said, what he said about, and was in his ITMs was way more like, I, I deeply regret this, especially after like, she expressed that to us last week in her poem. And he said way more in his ITMs than actually to her, which maybe he did and we didn't see it, but I don't know. Uh, I asked you, I was just wondering what, cause I was wondering what you would do, but I, then I was thinking about it. Like what I would have done is if I were him is I would have like taken her by the hands and been like, look at me. Like, I really care about you like more so than I ever expected to. And here's a couple, like, I just say something like, here's a couple things that I've noticed about you. Like, that would you, be nice. I yeah. really like the way that you like pay attention to each person when they're talking to you. Like, I mm -hmm. love the way that and like say some affirming things like that. Yeah. And be like, is there any way that I can maybe we could have like a little secret thing, like a little secret wink or something like that or like yes. a tug on the ears when yes. we're in the when we're in a group so date you know so that I you know that I'm and I'm thinking of you. Oh, it, you know? that would be really nice. I I think it's yeah instead it was just kind of like no for sure I for guess sure. I was just more surprised because because it was like oh they clearly the two of them have a connection right. and they've had a lot of, like they seem like well, they've had quite a few conversations so I was just expecting I think more well and look the the next part of the conversation didn't I mean next part of the end part of the episode didn't help much to that point no it, it did was like, not okay if someone thinks they have it in the bag yes Yes. But I have my thoughts on that too. Oh, for sure. Listen, when, when, okay, we got to take a pause for a yeah, second. Yeah, but, but, yeah. but I, I, when, when Nate that. said that, oh man, I would like, when he had said that in the episode, it was like, that was like such just like a moment of like just having a conversation and just trying to, that was to me, save I go, it, save it, okay, save okay, it, okay, save okay, it. Okay, let's, okay. Do, let's do a quick sponsor pause. Save it. We're going to get into that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, okay, bro. It's okay. <laughs> okay. 
I will admit when it comes to prioritizing fitness, I can struggle, okay? I'll catch myself getting caught up in work and errands and watching my shows, thinking I can fit in the time to work out. But when I don't, I start to notice the difference. Moving my body helps my brain when I do it. It helps my anxiety, my restlessness, helps me sleep at night, and I just feel happier in the day, honestly. So I want to make sure that I do prioritize it and fit it in. And with Peloton, I can. With with Peloton, this is one of my favorite things about it. You can get movement in no matter how much time you have. This is especially amazing for parents. Yes. Because, <laughs> you know, you're like, this nap, it might go an hour and a half. It might go 20 minutes. You really uh, never know. You really never know. Um, so, but first of all, the workouts are, workouts are at home, which already is a time saver and very convenient, especially, like I said, if you're a parent. But secondly, if you have 15 minutes between meetings, there's a Peloton class for you. I guarantee. I think there's even some 10 minute ones I've taken for just like quick weight training. Yes. I've done it like in the morning while the kids are eating breakfast, like in the Give me a 10 minute workout, baby. With them. Um, of course, the cycling classes, absolutely incredible. I live for Cody and Jess Sims. I've been loving their other workouts as well, though. I love their guided runs that you can actually take with you outdoors. Love it. And I've actually been loving their slow yoga flows because you may know from my Instagram, my back has been really bothering me a lot lately. And I got suggestions to try slow yoga and it's helped me so much. My back feels so much better. Um, Admittedly, I'm not a natural yogi, but the instructors break it down so simply that I can even follow along and I really enjoy the classes. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. Love their instructors. They're the best. Try Peloton classes free for the rest of the year. That's such a good offer. Free for the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's for new members only. Just visit onepeloton.com slash app to learn more. Terms apply. Peloton, when your workout's a joy, it's a joy to work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Broads, the holidays are quickly approaching, and I fancy myself a pretty good gift giver, so it doesn't stress me out too much. I enjoy picking out special things for my family, um, even if they don't like them. But each year, I always struggle with one gift. Mm-hmm. Everyone has the one person on their list that is extra special. It's usually my dad. Right? Okay. They, and you're like, I don't know. For me, it's um, typically my grandma. Mm-hmm. She is amazing, and she deserves literally the world and she deserves something thoughtful and special but i can never find just the perfect gift but this year i already know i'm getting her story worth it's gonna be the perfect gift for her. story worth is what i got my dad for father's day last year guys it's so good it's so cool it's an online service that helps you and your loved ones preserve all of your favorite memories and stories for years to come in a really creative way because each week how it works StoryWorth emails your relative or friend a thought-provoking question of choice Don't worry, they have lots of options for you to pick from and you can skip certain questions, all that. But they have questions like, tell me about the bravest thing you've ever done. Or if you could see into the future, what would you want to find out? Questions Mm -hmm. like that. And then after one year of questions each week, StoryWorth will compile compile all of your loved ones answers into a beautiful keepsake book it is really so like it's such a special gift yeah it's so special and it keeps on giving like you know every know. the whole family will have that you it's know so nice and it's something that you can have for forever that will just mean a lot down the road um you can even include pictures by the way along with the memories and i'm so excited to do this with my nana my grandma um not only will it be special for us but i know my daughter and even like generations to come will be able to enjoy learning about her life through this book with StoryWorth, we're giving those we love most a thoughtful personal gift from the heart and we're preserving their memories and stories for years to come. Go to storyworth.com slash chatty. You're going to save $10 on your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash chatty to save $10 on your first purchase. Okay. So, that, okay. So, so, so with Nate. Okay. With Nate. I 
when he made that statement and said, I know that I'm going to get a, a, you know, I'm not, I'm not worried. I'm going to get, I'm going to get a one-on-one date, uh, you know, at some point from my perspective, this is somebody who's disappointed that they didn't get a fucking one-on-one date and is just having a general conversation with the group to be like positive thinking guys. Like I know my, my one-on-one date is coming and, uh, you know, just going to enjoy this group date while we're here. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, or even if he was being confident, it's like, well, I know, you know, like, yeah, exactly. As long as I hear I'm here, I'm going to get one. I don't think that's like, point. I have it in the bag and all you losers, you got nothing. Nate is, if you look at every Nate from every yeah. single episode, Nate. Now, I don't know how the guys feel about it. I'm interested to see them get like maybe open up more about Nate. But in every single episode, whenever the group of guys are together, Nate's the spokesperson. He's always saying something. He's always like, well, guys, OK, like. You know, it was tough date. It was a tough night last night, but like we got to go in and just think about let's just focus on Michelle. He's kind of the spokesperson. Yes. Whenever they're all sitting together. And to me, when I heard him say that, I was like, oh, he's got a positive attitude and he's uh, not letting uh, the the lack of surprisingly the fact that he hasn't gotten a one on one date yet get in his head and just be like, no, we're going gotten one. No. Has Brandon gotten one? No. No, so like all so these like, front yeah, guys. No, a ton of guys haven't gotten it yeah, yet. Yeah, but it's still, it's been surprising that some of these front runner type guys haven't gotten those one-on-ones. And let's be real. He probably is in his head a little bit about it. Yeah. And is just like, it's okay. We but, got it. It's but coming. yeah, what he's saying is real. It's like, yeah, as long as our connection lasts, I'm going to get one eventually. So I just have to be patient, mm. make the most of my time. Mm. I know that was really taken out of context. And I was sort of... No, but I'm not surprised. Like I said, I think she's really sleep deprived and all of that. Like I, I was sort of surprised that Michelle sort of like took the bait from Chris. I think after dealing with Jamie last I week. I know. And it always happens to the leads like this. And you're always kind of like, yeah. why are you listening to them? And it's like, <laughs> uh, you know, there's so much self-doubt and you're and you're like, I don't know what's happening behind the scenes in the house. Like, Lord right. knows what's going on. Well, and two, yeah. So one after the Jamie situation where she felt com- well, she was completely lied to mm-hmm. and got in her head. Then. There's Ryan with the playbook. Night fucking one. You're in your head, of course. And then, um, and then uh, the group date where none of the guys are paying attention to her. And then you go straight into this this nighttime where a guy that clearly Nate's one of her favorite is like, oh, I got this from Chris's, you know, storytelling. Like, I got this shit in the bag. No problem. I'd be tripping, too. Totally. You know, totally. Should we talk about the evening or should we talk about Rick quick? Let's just talk about Rick quick. Okay. I mean, I don't know. You know. <sighs> <laughs> I, you know, he had quite an impactful story. His story was incredibly impactful and dark. Uh, yeah. You know, and I will say as a kid of a divorced family and with a story similar mm. to his, very similar um, I felt like when he was talking about, you know, feeling then guilt of being the kid and feeling like maybe I shouldn't have showed my mom those messages and then that he feels like his dad blamed him. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, that resonated hard. And I'm sure I feel like that's something that a lot of kids of divorced parents Mm. don't talk about a lot is like this massive guilt that you have. Like you feel like you always have to kind of play a side and then you feel like your parent, one of the parents will always kind of feel that towards you. Yeah. And that's a lot and really hard. So when he was talking about that, I was like, I so appreciate it. I was shocked at how very vulnerable he was and didn't do this whole like, yeah, my parents got divorced and my dad was cheating on my mom and and it was it was really tough. And da-da. he was like the fact that he was like, I think my dad's blaming. I mean, and then that he lost his father. It was a lot. Yeah. And he was he was seemed like he had processed a lot to be able to talk about it so openly and all that. Here's the thing about Rick. On paper, stand up guy and everything about him. He's wonderful. He's very into Michelle. Yeah. He seems like a very kind. Do you think he's very into Michelle? I think he's very into Michelle. You think like. But I also get a vibe from Rick that he gets caught up very quickly in. That's what I'm saying. And I like I I think he might be someone who's very into the idea of being in love with the person in front of him. I I, I don't I I, I don't think he's being dishonest. Let me let me say that. No, 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 no. But I don't know if he is really as into Michelle as he thinks he is. I would imagine if you talked to Rick's last three (laughs) ex-girlfriends that they would say he told them that he was in love with them date three. Yeah. Like, that's kind of the energy I get from him, which there's nothing wrong with that. Like, he he loves hard. Yeah. yeah, And he, and I, yeah, I don't get the vibe that he's like, oh, I'm leading her on. I think he believes deeply and he probably really. But I would be interested to see how his past couple relationships have gone. Like, I wonder if this is like a whirlwind blow up in your face kind of thing yeah i don't know i but but he but again like from everything that we see he's very kind even let's just say regard like he, he's he's very kind he seems like he's done a lot of self-worth to self-work mm-hmm. excuse me to be able to have these conversations and recognize certain things and how he feels versus the reality of it and and he hasn't gotten into any he's been very stand up in the in the house he's just not my vibe I don't, so so I'm like, I can't like he's wonderful. But I don't know what it is that I'm just kind of like, yeah, he's he's fine. Is I it just, just that he's boring? Maybe to us. Maybe. I mean, I'm not saying objectively boring. That's a very subjective term yeah. relative to what's interesting to other people. But is he just boring to us? Maybe. I don't because I like I said, I don't know what it is. Like there's I, no well, there's no spice to him that we've seen. Yeah. I don't see this is how I feel. I don't see anything about Rick in terms of his personality, not his story or any of that. I don't see any flavor of Rick that sets him apart from anyone else for me. Yeah. I mean, obviously she's very into him because it was like she just kept saying over and over and over again how this was her favorite date. True. And she was well, maybe starry eyed with him. I also am not sure how in, into him she is. I think that it was like her favorite day and all that because I think that she's been swimming in self doubt. Sure. And I think that she feels like she can really, really trust him. Yes. And that he's really safe. He's very safe. And he's also gone above and beyond since day one to let her know how he feels about her. Exactly. So I think that like. That's not to undermine their connection, but I I don't I, I don't see them like going to top three. Let's I don't that see way. a spark with them versus where it's like there's electricity with her and Joe. 
there's electricity and with brandon and nate honestly not the same with joe but no but, as with Joe. Oh, no, but, oh, yeah. Bra- yeah, there's Nate, and then I keep forgetting. I can't believe I keep forgetting about Brandon. There is massive electricity there. She is very in- into Brandon. And, it- yeah, Rick's, he's a safe space. Rick is, like, the guy that you marry after, like, you're widowed or something. Like, you're mm-hmm. both widowed, and you're like, oh, we'll spend out the last 20 years together in our cottage by the lake. He seems like a wonderful person mm-hmm. who is going to make a wonderful husband to me. I'm just not, you know, I'm not swept up in Rick. But again, if my friend, if I saw what I saw on the screen and then my best girlfriend was like, hey, you know that guy Rick from the show? We're actually dating. I'd be like, I'd be like that's oh, wonderful. He seems like a really kind person. Good. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. And I'd be happy and I'd be very happy for her. Yeah, totally. But, but that's kind of, you know, where that's that. it was just like I wasn't feeling that that spark but he seems like a very lovely guy i agree um and i do really really appreciate his natural eyeliner i i am so into his natural eyeliner he has beautiful eyes by the way that's tramway palm springs tramway i thought about you you guys should go i thought about you i was like that's that aerial tram (laughs) they've got a bar at the top you know, so well, it's I not just going. it's not just nature. <laughs> they also have you know like a indoor cocktail on the deck. By the way, that box that they had the the <laughs> wish box where it was just like all the producers just left wishes in there. The fact that they're like, I'm like the fact that you think your audience thinks that those were actual wishes that were in there, and that the producers didn't quickly write down stuff. There was a moment that did make me giggle when she was like, "Let's write one down together." And he's like, yeah, great idea. And she started to write and she was saying the words and he was trying to say what she was going to say. Like in that just, SNL skit. Exactly. It was just missing all of them. And but then he would be like, yeah, 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 yeah. He was trying to say he was trying to have that moment with her and it just kept not happening. <laughs> so that's how I feel about them is they're just a little out of sync. It's a good example. I feel like Rick will I think Rick will stay for a a while because I think Rick is doing a wonderful job of showing her how much he cares about her. And I think that he is a very kind, safe person, but the electricity is not there. Got to look at the roster next week. And next week I will give you guys my lineup for top five in order. I think Rick goes home fifth. That's what I was thinking too, but what about Clayton, dude? You would get hometown? (laughs) I think Clayton leaves next week and we're all confused. (laughs) We're just like, uh, the fuck? Mm, you might be right Clayton might get hometowns probably that's what I'm thinking are we thinking Nate Brandon Joe for other top three wait I think Brent I think Rick goes home sixth Brandon goes home fifth why why what why do you think Brandon go home, goes home fifth I just I don't think that he's gonna go to hometowns all right, so whom's it, who whom's is in hometowns? Clayton? I would imagine Joe, Clayton. Nate, and who's number four? Maybe Rodney? Mm, I think it's going to be a random one. Martin? No. Who? I don't know. Olu? I hope. Might be Olu. I fucking hope. I just feel like we'll have, I mean, Clayton is a random one, so maybe that would be the random one. But you know there's always one in there that you're kind of like, oh, wow. That's what I'm like, who's the third and fourth, I mean. I'll say Olu. Yeah, and I don't think they have like a super, any kind of, 
But then who's going to be in her top three? Maybe, maybe Clayton. Maybe Clayton takes it to top three. I say yeah. I say top three is Clayton, Nate, and Joe. Clayton goes home after the three. Yeah. And then I think that's... After fantasy suites. Yeah, and then I think some shit blows up and Joe's second and Nate's first. That feels right to me. Oh no, some shit might blow up with Nate too. I don't know. Yeah, I get. I feel nervous for some reason because it's just the connection's so strong and I just, it makes me always nervous when we're seeing that so soon. Brandon's too like young, right? That's why I think he's going to go home uh, fifth. Fifth. Yeah. Just because I and think. No, you said he's going to go. No, I switched. I think Rick will go home sixth. Okay. And I think he'll go home fifth. I think that she's going to keep Rick for a while. And then like as it's getting like more and more dwindling that like at that point she'll have like deeper connections with the other guys. And I think Rick will be devastated. What about Rodney? Yeah, Rodney. See, I know. Rodney's, Rodney's the potential fourth. Rodney's instead of old. Rodney's the potential for. I don't think he's going to be in the top four, but I do think he's going to go on another one-on-one one on one, and she's going to send him home on the one-on-one. On one. I feel like your psychic senses are t- tingling on this one. Right. I think you might be right. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's quickly talk about Chris and all that, what he says about Nate, because, I mean, I guess we already said that. Like, I agree. He was not, that was nothing haughty about that. I could not believe, though, dude, that she steps in the nerve. This is why I'm like, oh, fuck, I love this guy. He's ready to shake shit up. He straight up is like, wait, hold, hold, Michelle. The nerve. I just want to say Beyonce had one of the greatest albums of all time. Also, all of you motherfuckers are fake as fuck. That's literally what he did. He stepped up. He was like, sorry, Michelle, all of you guys are fake. And that's so I've come to hear. I could not I could not believe the public address, the presidential speech that this man made. Like, the office that he is running for, I am not sure, but he is running for an office. Is it just me, or does he look like he's about as tall as Tom Cruise is as well? I think that they could be body doubles. (laughs) Like, 1,000%, he could definitely do stunt work for Tom. He's like 5'3". Yeah, he's, he's a small guy. But, when he, the way... That he gave her her glass and was like, here you go. And then gave her a long <laughs> eye contact. He gave her the glass, long eye contact, and then turned around. He's like, by the way, <gasps> I have something I would like to say. Dude, that shit is so funny. It's so Michelle funny. hasn't been feeling seen. And there are guys that think that have they have it in the bag and that is bullshit. And if that if you are one of those guys, I think you should speak up or get the fuck out of here. It was also like, what does that even mean? Like, why should the guys who think they have it in the bag speak up? They're all just standing there like. Also, what is what is the guys have it in the bag should speak up? Are you are you asking the guys to have it in the bag to raise their hand and be like, I think I have it in the bag and I will admit that? Like, what are you at? What are you requesting? I don't get it. It was a weird and it, oh. And then Michelle was like, um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Chris. You may be seated. Thank you, Chris. Um, as seen earlier in this episode i am very capable of speaking my own truth um thank you for 
letting everyone know something that I had a personal conversation with with some of the men. And uh, maybe I wasn't going to say it to the whole group. And I was maybe planning on saying it one on one. But I guess we're going there now. This is the energy it gave me. It was like, thank you, Chris. But remember, next time you're supposed to raise your hand before we share your thoughts and wait for me to call on you. You can take your seat now. Thank you. <laughs> you know, she was like totally on face. She's like, all right. Thank you. She's like, you know, Chris, you but, remind me of um, <laughs> Lil James in my class two years ago. <laughs> Lil James always had something to say. <laughs> it was like she didn't even register for She's just like, okay, yeah. but normally we're going to save this until sharing time, remember? I could. So please put it back in your backpack until um, until it's 11. See, the big hand right <laughs> now is at is at 12 and the little hand is at 9. So that means we have two hours until you can share. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> see the big hand <laughs> dude in that exact Miss Michelle's turn to that, talk in, that Miss Michelle energy was exactly there what too and then when then Brandon was like can I can I grab you and then Chris goes um I'm gonna be taking her first and then Michelle Michelle looks lo- Michelle looks at Chris and goes Brandon asked first but I will step I will step away with you for a moment and then Brandon I'll be back <laughs> She literally told Chris, Brandon asked first. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. She didn't even have to think about it twice. It probably didn't even register for her. She was just like, okay, pause. We're going to take a deep breath right now together. <laughs> she was like, oh, I'm in my pocket right now. <laughs> She's like, I got this. I got this. I know how to handle Brandon, this. there's some books in the corner. Miss Michelle will be right back in five <laughs> minutes, okay? Remember not to wander off anywhere. Okay, Chris. <laughs> How, what is it that you need? He's, Chris is using the interrupt rule on her. Did you have to do that when you were a kid? What? I had the interrupt rule that I was taught from my parents, like Christian group when we were young, that we'd have to put our hands oh, on our parents. Oh, we didn't say We didn't call it the interrupt rule, but it's like, yeah, and I'm, teach, I'm trying to teach Ruth right now. I'm talking right now. So you put your hand on my arm on and my then arm. we're all done. And when I'm, and I will, I will give you with my <laughs> eyes, I will acknowledge, and then I'm going to go back to my conversation and then I will let you know when I'm ready. Like Chris is just doing the interrupt rule on Michelle all night. And she's just like, okay, Chris, I, I see you. Just Michelle. One second. It's Michelle. <laughs> Chris, when we do the interrupt, we don't tap. We just lightly hand I on the arm. I you. I can feel it. I can feel it. If you're tapping, that's pretty much just like you're talking, okay? <laughs> Trying to con- concentrate on something else. So just hand. Okay. <laughs> Third time around. Chris, I'm trying to finish my sentence right now. Please leave Miss, Miss Michelle alone. <laughs> Chris, Miss Michelle is trying to make out with someone right now. Please stop. He's sitting there with his drink. He's like shuffling back and forth between the two feet. Just like, um. Miss Michelle. Where's the bathroom? <laughs> oh my God. But I was obsessed. Can't wait. Can't wait to see what happens next week. Dude. Oh, well, with Olu then, or sorry, with, um, with then Chris when he was talking to Michelle, he delivers this message. And then so okay. So in the commercial, ABC made us think that Nate was getting like all up in Chris's oh. business. Yeah. Please. Nate pulls him aside and is just like, hey, got a couple questions for you. My entire conversation was with Michelle was about you telling her that I've got it in the bag. Are you just referring to me? 
Or are there other people that you're talking about? And then Chris, that mother, when he's just like, are you about to put your hands on me? And Nate is literally just talking with his hands like a foot away from him. Cannot <laughs> stop. Chris, go sit down. <laughs> Chris, stop. you need a timeout. Yeah. Miss Michelle says that you need a timeout. You're going to go sit in the little desk next to Miss Michelle's desk. Yes. So she can see what you're doing at all times. A cone of silence mm-hmm. because I don't want to hear you talk anymore. Oh, my God. And Nate, and Nate, like, again, you know, in this episode, obviously, with this conversation with Michelle, I was like, oh, I wish you would have said. But again, Nate handled it. Another another week of Nate handling something so well. Like, Chris was legit telling him to calm down every two seconds and walking away from him. And Nate was having trying to have a conversation with him. And then I noticed, too, Nate, he calls him a dweeb. Oh, he called him a dweeb not once, but multiple times. Multiple times, which made me laugh because I was like, this is Nate trying to not call him a fucker or say something really mean. So he's just like searching his mind for a term that's like, He's like, asshole, bitch, pussy, yeah, fucker. Yeah, he's just like, he's like, <laughs> shithead, dweeb. Because every time he would say it, every time he'd say it, he'd pause for a second. He'd be like, you know, he's such a dweeb. dweeb. Yeah. I wish there were less dweebs around. <laughs> it's like he's trying to be nice with his words. But then I noticed, too, after that, he, he could, like, had his conversation with Chris. Chris was fucking so out of line. And then, <laughs> and then Nate walked away. And like he said to Michelle, I can't control what other people are saying about me. And then when they were even like later on in the evening and Chris was there, he didn't keep trying to talk with Chris. He's then ignored Chris. He was like standing right next to him, didn't react. And then when Chris got a rose, he was like, all I can do is think about that. Like, you know, it was a tough week, but like, I'm so happy to be here and I'm just going to keep moving forward. And I'm like, damn. And then Chris with his, I hopped on a white horse and saved her from the castle. I don't, this man's delusional. This man is, he's perfect. I've been waiting for someone like this on the show for a couple seasons now. (sighs) Now the question is, will he continue to set his sights on Nate as the target or will he shift them to Olu? Because now he's all ruffled up after his conversation with, with Olu. When he goes, (laughs) You feel like you're getting a rose tonight, Chris? Oh, my God. And Chris goes, Olu, what type of question (laughs) is that? I'd love to hear your perspective why you assume I'm not getting a rose. (laughs) And I died because, one, Olu didn't say that. He literally just asked him if he thought he was getting a rose. And watched it again. And then I was. And then I assumed Olu would be like, I didn't say that. Because he fucking didn't say that. But then Olu just goes, based off the bullshit you pulled tonight, like, I don't think so. And I was just like, Olu. And Chris Olu, is just like, Olu. And Chris is spiraling, spiraling. And then it's just, and then his obsession is just like, when she gives me a rose, I'm just going to look at Olu and be like, this one's for you and wink at him and be like. And then at the, oh, that was, that killed me after the rose ceremony. When then he goes, he goes, I didn't. I didn't wink and say that about Olu. No, I didn't follow through with that. I didn't. I'm a bigger. I'm a big boy. I'm a big boy. I made the right decision, and I didn't actually do it. Um, but I thought about it, and I know he's thinking about it. 
We this sent man. who home again? It sent Will home. Sent- uh, yes. Yeah, so sent home last night, Romeo, Chris G, and Will. So not surprised. No. Um, I was a little surprised about Chris G, but. That he got sent home? Kind of. I sort of thought he would stay a little bit longer. Glad he didn't, though. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I'm not like, I'm not up at night worried about it no. that he's gone. Um, now, the final question is, we saw a preview for next week. And we see that it looks like Joe has a one-on-one and possibly Nate has a one-on-one. I'm excited to see both those one-on-ones. So know? am I. Now, it looks like in the preview, the guys are talking about either Joe or Nate and spiraling about one of the guys. I'm going to guess that they're talking about Chris. Probably. That the guys you're are all up in arms call. about Chris. They're good not, call. I doubt they're up in arms about Joe or Nate. Chris I is going to be around for another couple episodes at least. I sure think so. I sure think so. We're going to have that entertainment continuing. Fucking yeah. Chris. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> well, broads. We love you all. Love ya. And um, see you Tuesday. See you Tuesday. And in the meantime, check out the Bros episode comes out tomorrow. Oh, yeah. And who he- knows what the hell we're, they're talking about, but it'll be good. Oh, we're going to definitely hear some stories from Grace Trip. I'm looking forward to listening to some stories about his Mexico trip. And then maybe they'll get in a minute or two about the Bachelor. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Don't count we'll on see. it. Don't count on it, but we'll see. Uh, but we'll, uh, we'll chat soon, Brad. Chat soon. <laughs>